What's up, everybody, and welcome to Land Parties, presented by BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Lucas Agan. Joining me, as always, is Ryan Smith. Ryan, how's it going today? Not bad. It's been uh, super busy, even though we've been working from home. Uh, you've got a lot of people that are looking for digital solutions to continue to you know, try to function uh, their business, get the word out, um, what have you. So it has been uh, super busy for me. Uh, but it's been good. A lot of, lot of cool things. We had uh, uh, Hero 32 uh, got dropped on us uh, in Overwatch. Echo, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, NASCAR and, and the things that they're doing with their iRacing. And, of course, uh, we we finally got some, some of that uh, insider info from PlayStation. So I'm excited to, to jump into that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Let's jump right in. Sony finally said something about the PlayStation 5. Uh, it was <laughs> Mark Cerny uh, gave a talk that was originally aimed f- at uh, game developers for GDC had that happened. And... The information was good. I will give them that. Uh, I think the presentation was a little more, um, a little, a little more divisive. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, let's just start with the information itself. What did you take away from what Mark said out in during that talk? So here, here's the thing, and I saw, you know, there's some people like I saw on Twitter, people were complaining about, oh, it was boring, and I felt like it was boring and dry. But uh, kind of like you said, it was originally intended for GDC, which obviously is uh, developers, so they want to get into those weeds and get into those specs with them. However. Uh, uh, they also made the announcement to make it a public thing. They invited the, the community to come in and, and you know, uh, listen in on that stuff. You would think that they would at least try to spice it up a little bit or at least try to take the opportunity to appeal to your general audience as well. You know what I mean? You're coming together as a community. I understand the original, uh, uh, you know, speech or, or the original uh, presentation was for GDC, but you guys are the ones that said hey come on in uh, uh public you know at least uh at least try to make it a little more user friendly uh for them if you're going to do something like that uh for me th- i was i was actually pretty underwhelmed i mean stacked head to head against xbox i mean xbox hands down you know what i mean it, it hardware wise is is um it's got there's a lot of advantages there. Now don't get me wrong, the internal drive, the SSD drive obviously is is a monster uh on the PS5, but uh other than that, you know, um uh there wasn't really too much that uh that really, you know, I was just like, yeah, you know, cool. We we got some specs, but like, I was hoping that they'd talk a little bit about uh, the crossplay and what that looks like. Uh, they kind of gave us a roadmap as far as you know what I mean. Some of the, uh, uh, you know, the one to two months to be able to port from four to five, or you know, in, in three to uh, this and that. But like, uh, they didn't really touch as far as what that's going to look like in a grand screen uh, grand scheme of things it, so i mean again I, i've got no complaints at least they they've released something uh about it so we've got some solid evidence some solid facts as far as what this <laughs> machine looks like so uh you won't hear me complain <laughs> yeah i agree with you you know i did think the presentation was a little dry and i do realize 
um, that it was originally aimed at a more technologically sophisticated crowd, shall we say. Uh, the fact of the matter is, though, those plans changed, and this was their first public pronouncement about the PlayStation. And, you know, for that then, you know, given how the society's changed and with the coronavirus, and now this is your first public declaration about the PS5, and I just thought it kind of came off as... as luxury and i'm not sure that that was the right move to target the mass audience and i i know that originally it wasn't supposed to but the fact is they built it up you know they teased it ahead of time and so if you're gonna do that why not make it a little more accessible to the mass audience that's been waiting and and is just dying for more information um i'm with you so the ssd is very intriguing and that could potentially be a huge advantage for Sony, uh, just the speeds that you can get with that. Um, I'm just glad we found out something in true Sony fashion. Some of the stuff was not clear. Like, I'm still not totally sure about their backwards compatibility <laughs> plans. <laughs> but I'm glad we've at least started the conversation and we can at least start digging into what they released. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny that you said that too, because, um, they, they, for me, they really did lose an opportunity to continue that hype train and really, you know, get the general audience who was looking for something and looking for more information, uh, from them, you know, just to get uh, a specs rundown. It's like, Oh yeah, that's cool. But you know, you could have really, you could have really made a spectacle, especially in a time where, you know what I mean? These are, you know, every, everything is getting shut down. Um, most, if not, you know, most people in most states are, are have, you know, lockdowns, basically no business going on or like business and stuff is still happening. And that's the important thing. It's all now moving to digital. So people are scrambling to figure out, uh, you know, how do I, how do we get this stuff out there, uh, in this way? And it's like, you know, I mean, this stuff has been here for years uh and and the capabilities are very much on a consumer level uh you know it's it's doable i mean that's a few a few youtube uh, videos and and you at least know how to go live uh you know on twitch or or youtube or whatever uh so these companies now are, are looking at at this technology and saying hey are, how can we continue engaging with our uh communities how can we continue to bring them stuff and say hey we're not you know we we understand that we're all locked down but we're gonna do this thing you know fans really appreciate that kind of stuff too you know what i mean like that's the kind of stuff that's where you build these fan your fan loyalty is is you know the things that you guys do together and the experiences that you guys have together uh as a community so you know again for me the the, the one of the big takeaways for that was just that uh, i i felt like it was a missed opportunity however you know i'm excited to see and and the other thing too is that so this is a custom drive that we're talking about it was what uh 750 gigs 775 something like that i believe um right so you know and i know that it's gonna have the expandable uh uh it has expandable uh, uh memory for it so you can get another uh what are those little the little chip i have one in my uh pc but it's like a little chip ssd uh i think probably like 250 maybe 500 uh gigs 
uh, that you can get into mm-hmm. that. So I still think, man, like, and this is the part that's scary. If any of you guys are playing Warzone, I already, I already had Call of Duty, right? So when, when you got Warzone, you downloaded it, you had to re-download the whole game. Call of Duty is a hundred gig game, almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it, it was just like this. This is ridiculous uh, that I have to do that. So. You know, and we we know that there's games that are, that top over 100 gigs. So, how much memory are we really going to be able to get? You know, packed in there. The good thing is that it's not going to just be proprietary stuff. So, out you know, third party vendors will be able to also uh, uh, you know you'll be able to utilize their stuff and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what they can. They have to. That has to be something I would think um, that that is built into this model. Hopefully, I'm crossing my fingers. Uh, otherwise, we're going to run into mm-hmm. issues real soon. I mean, that could be the plan all along. And they say, hey, you're running out of space. Check this out. We got the Pro Plus Plus uh, coming out right next year or next month or something. You know what I mean? Like, that's, always, that's how it always conveniently works. So we'll see what their play is as far as with that. Right. You know, and it just makes me think of the launch PS4s that launched with like a 500 gigs of storage or whatever it was. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, it 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 makes me shudder to think because you have the games like Call of Duty, a game like Red Dead, and like a handful of games and you're going to reach your storage limit. (laughs) We're not even talking that many now. And I think the thing that frustrates me the most about that is all of a sudden, you know, you pay to get your box and then all of a sudden, not even that long after you got to go buy storage. I understand storage is getting cheaper. And if it's expandable, that's, I mean, that's a good workaround, but it's a little bit of an annoyance to be like, all right, well, less than six months later, I have to go buy more storage. And when I only might only have five or six games downloaded mm-hmm. and that, that is just, just a tad bit annoying to me. Yeah. I don't know what they're, what their real big, you know, what the plan is as far as with that. Uh, but that is certainly going to be an issue moving forward in gaming. Not only, I mean, we're not, you know, we're not only them, but also Xbox as well. Uh, even though that comes out, you know, that comes with, uh, I think, standard uh, terabyte drive. Uh, but that's what I end up doing with my PlayStation. Like, I immediately uh, popped that bad boy open, popped in a uh, two terabyte uh, drive uh, into that one. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll, yeah, see, we'll it, see how it, they play it. It's also a little frustrating just from the aspect of, of a gamer like me likes consoles as just the the all-in-one package. Like, that's part of the appeal to me is I don't have to worry about uh, fiddling with anything, but all of a sudden, maybe I do. And it's I know this is simple, but at the same time, I'm like, well, part of the reason why you sold me on a console is buy it. And it plays games. You know what it's going to do. But now all of a sudden, you have to buy something else. And do you have to fiddle it with a little bit? It just takes a little bit of the, the ease of use out of it for the the more general consumer. Yeah, I agree. But again, I feel like they're going more and more away from your general consumer and more in depth of, uh, you know, hard, harder core, I guess, uh gamers so right so with with this reveal you know we're in the middle of march now so there's still plenty of time a lot of time for these companies to start revealing more and more info does it still seem like you're they're on pace do you are you still pretty confident that they're gonna reach their holiday 2020 um launch window i mean that really depends on how this virus 
uh, goes, I think. I think everything, I think everybody is, like, collectively, the world is, is has inhaled and we're holding our breath to see how we move forward because we need to know, we need more data. We need more time to see how this right. is going to play out. So I feel like everything is, it almost feels like everything is, like, in a standstill and not in all aspects of life, but just, you know, um, you know, my daughter and, and Mrs. are, are, you know, we're all here at the house. Uh, you know, so it's like, there's a, we have a schedule for her and, you know, with the uh, academic time, a little bit of time in the backyard, uh, quiet time of just reading or, or painting or something like that. So, um, I, I feel like it's, it's really testing everybody, you know, in a whole and uh, really making you, you appreciate some of these things that we may be taking for for granted on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, it is definitely. And I, I know I'm holding my breath. I <laughs> it, it would be, I mean, obviously there's a lot of unprecedented things happening because of this virus. It, it brings up questions as if they did have to delay. I mean, do you see them launching early next year? Do you see them pushing it back possibly toward the following holiday season? Um, I guess that kind of because if you think about it, where where is it going to be shipped from? Uh, China, right? Or Japan? Like Probably, over right. In, yeah. So, so depending on, I think, what they're – so not not even necessarily ours. I think it depends on what their outcome and where they are at that point in time, I think would determine on whether there's going to be any kind of slowdown in production. If they have to stay quarantined, you know, even longer for, for an even more extended period of time, have they figured out or are they working on some sort of automation to start cranking stuff out now or whatever to uh, meet these demands? They're not going to talk about it at this point in time. And they are, you know, I mean, whatever's happening, I'm sure something is happening and they're already thinking about it. There are way smarter people on that team to get paid way more money uh, to be able to figure out them problems. But, yeah, I imagine something is happening in the background. That can't be, you know, that, that, that is on somebody's mind. That's very true. And, you know, I'm just glad that we can start the hype trains for both these consoles officially now. We've yeah. got some concrete info. We can start like we can just start hyping it up in our minds getting excited and uh thank goodness sony finally said something yeah i'm ready to see the games man i'm ready to see the games i'm ready to see the games i want to see what they you know i want to physically see what the ps5 looks like because that's going to be the thing that right there like right now you guys can't see it but my face is all smile like half my face (laughs) is a smile like it gets me that excited um so you know those are the things those are the things i'm guessing that a lot of people are like super pumped still to see so like i think this trickle effect may have you know it still had like i'm i'm very intrigued i am very much you know into this so you know it's like ah they just gave me a little taste they just gave me a little taste it's like come on now come on now i'm ready i am right there with you from this point forward the the kid in me is just like let's go and this is like that time where in my mind everything's gonna work out perfectly so it's all gonna be just this amazing box with all this possibility so i am so ready for this yeah yeah no it's gonna be it's gonna be good here these these next few months as we see uh more stuff and new things roll out speaking of new things rolling out uh in Overwatch, Hero 32 officially has dropped on the PTR. 
Echo. We knew this was going to be Echo. We saw her actually in one of the previous cinematics. I believe it was in uh, Ashes cinematic when we first were introduced to Ash and there was the uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the map but uh, McCree was there and, and he was actually I can't remember if he was stealing or protecting the case that contained Echo so we had you know so we've seen her we knew this was coming mm-hmm. there's and this is I said this on the CFG game cast I kind of felt like Blizzard or or Jeff Kaplan them uh, trolled the fans a little bit. Everybody is expecting Echo <laughs> to be support. They drop her mm-hmm. and she is straight DPS, dude. Straight <laughs> DPS. Uh, surprise. You know what I mean? Nobody saw that coming. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to watch any gameplay, but she is a monster. She's and, and if you guys you guys have seen other new heroes drop, they usually come out pretty broken. So clearly, like just she can get halfway across the map. Like she she is like a, a hard counter to like Farah, like right up in her face, Farah, like down, like she's she was crazy. Her her ult is nuts. She she turns into like I think like the closest person to her, and then like builds super energy or supercharge super fast, and then can do it in them. Then and then when that uh, avatar gets killed, she's back to her normal self. Like it's crazy. Um, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I, it was a very pleasant surprise. I mean, my, my first thought, I think, like, pretty much everybody was just figuring she'd play maybe something similar to, like, a Mercy or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just seeing seeing the drop, though, like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, I'm excited, because, frankly, I stink at supports, oh. and especially area support, so I'm, ki- I'm glad that I can play her and maybe have a chance of being okay with her instead of her being in a class that I stink at. I, she, looks, like, she looks like a lot of fun yeah dude she's like a a uber aggressive zenyatta zenyatta is my main because uh, i am a support uh support and tank um but uh so, so so for me i was disappointed to see that she was dps here's the thing about it though <laughs> especially within a roll queue of two 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 you now have a way disproportionate amount of dps compared to tanks and uh and support so we're talking about rolling pools, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and at one point in time, they had two support, two tank uh, that were out. You are very limited in who you can choose within that pool now if you if you cut off two people uh, from that uh, thing. So it's disproportionate as far as the, the amount. And that's why everyone was really thinking that it was going to be a support hero because they need more heroes in those classes. Now, Jeff went and, and had replied in a one-on-one one thing um and he had said that you know they've got they've got uh, uh tanks and and supports in the work that they already have planned out the question becomes though are we gonna see any more new heroes in overwatch one or is everything now can we just expect to wait and then everything comes over when they come out with the uh, overwatch 2 at some point in time this year yeah oh man that's a good question mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know that they historically have not released new heroes that often <laughs> they, yeah. they usually allow some some time in between so my first guess would be that we wouldn't until overwatch 2 um but maybe uh Maybe given that imbalance, we might see them sneak one more in quicker than we usually would see. That's what I'm hoping for. I hope so. Sorry, I hope you. I hope you are uh, correct about that because, um, yeah, they. It, it's not frequent. I think it's like every what three, three to six months they drop a new hero or something like that. 
Uh, I think so. That sounds right. It's been, I think. Um, so it's just like, yeah, yeah, we'll see. I'm excited for Overwatch 2, though. But yeah, this, I mean, the the hero, though, like, I want to play with her. Um, I'm I'm going to re-bring in the uh, PTR just so I can play with her as she's overpowered. Although she has been nerfed some. I have, I've seen something. I haven't checked it out and seen what the nerfs are, but we all knew this was coming. She came in broken. That's typically how it is. Um, but it's always exciting to get new heroes and just to see some of the possibilities counter-wise. Like, I mean, she was in Farah's face and she was melting her. And I was just like, yeah, that is fantastic to see. I was like, now you don't have to worry on hit or worry about hit scan, you know, may, maybe not being able to be a very good hit scan and, and, and take out a fair from, uh, you know, up in the sky. Now you've got an echo just that can fly up there and say, blow. And then it's a wrap. <laughs> you know, that it, it made, it made uh, it made pharmacy pointless. Right. Yeah. By the way, don't tell Jen about uh, <laughs> her new rival in Overwatch here. Right. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I haven't heard her voice yet. I, I have not. Uh, oh no, I did. I did. Uh, it's in the yeah. If you guys haven't had a chance either on YouTube, uh, you can find the cinematic. The uh, uh, you know her kind of origin story, and then there was a uh, you know her uh, intro stuff and whatnot. So I think it's definitely and then obviously a gameplay video. So. I definitely think it's something worth uh, checking out and uh, seeing. But it's exciting to, to get this new hero. That always uh, changes the dynamic uh, of the game. So exciting times for uh, Overwatch. Definitely. And you know, Ryan, we've we've seen a lot of the pro esports leagues take a hiatus uh, just due to the coronavirus. But locally, we had one of our hometown sports teams here kind of do something fun. And so the Vegas Golden Knights, our hockey team, uh, had a live stream where they had somebody from uh, their broadcast team, I believe, if I'm remembering that correctly, um, play as the Knights on NHL and broadcast it over Twitch. And Ryan, I don't know if you caught the entire match, (laughs) um, but... It was fun. I, I thought that was a very cool idea. We've seen some other sports teams do something similar. Um, and I think it's a good way to interact with fans and kind of draw in new fans at the same time. Yeah. And again, we talked about this a little bit uh, beforehand, before everything started uh, or started at, like at the beginning of it popping off, was that this is also a time where people can get kind of innovative and get kind of creative with, uh, you know, using some of this digital technology. So I thought it was really cool to see that they, uh, you know, they, they have this Twitch page. Hey, why not we why not simulate uh, the game that we were supposed to play uh, today? You know, this is you know again this is 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 really this this is for the fans. You know what I'm saying? They know that the fans mm-hmm. are missing it, and they're they're figuring out different ways to continue to entertain the fans to be able to connect with the community that they're building. Uh, I think you know especially with uh, uh, the Golden Knights, I, you know they they have such a connection. To the community, you know, with with them coming in their inaugural year and one October happening, um, you know, it's they are forever connected to this community, and this community feels, you know, strongly uh, about this team. And I love the fact that they they acknowledge this and they feel the same way, and they do these kinds of things. Um, it's super exciting to uh, see that they had a pregame. Uh, for it, they, I mean, they did it like it was straight up, like like the fans were there, uh, including a warm up video, uh, teaser, starting lineup introductions, uh, television timeout entertainment, and unique intermission uh, entertainment. Like whoever did this and set this up, I'm I am clapping. 
I am <laughs> clapping to whoever was the project manager, whoever the producer, executive producer on on this something like this. That is awesome. That is creative. I want to see more things like this. Definitely, it was really nice to see them go. Hey, we're gonna if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it all out. We're gonna give you as close to that arena experience as we possibly can. And like you were saying, they had they all the bells and whistles, the hype video, the pregame, uh, starting lineups, all that good stuff. It it's super fun to watch. It was it was fun to to see the chat going. And yeah, th- this is a perfect example of how you can take an organization that might not be an esports organization at first, but merge it with video games and create something special. Well, I love too that the city of Las Vegas is and these companies and teams and things like that are also investing in this digital and gaming video gaming future. Uh, they they I feel like a lot of people you know understand what the potential for it is, how it's connecting people, how people are using it to socialize and and you know stay connected to build communities. Uh, I love seeing these stories. I love seeing people embracing the technology and more and more and being able to push the envelope on what you can do because then that's going to make other people say oh that was awesome let's try to do something like that but you know make it better or whatever this is that's innovation that's innovation right there you know so i i I feel like this can be you know again i'm I'm very much trying to be a silver linings uh type of person and uh you know i i feel like uh this is a time where you know, you can kind of see a little bit of a, or you can see a boom in innovation uh, due to, you know, forced restrictions uh, that, that we're all complying to. Uh, and we're just trying to now say, all right, what are other ways? Let me, let me expand myself so I can continue uh, doing what I'm trying to do. So these are, these are also, you know, crazy, crazy times, crazy times. But, it is. Uh, you know, yeah. You know, and as we've seen, all the sports leagues obviously have to be put on hold. There is one league that really has kind of thrown down the gauntlet of the probably the most progressive sports league when it comes to esports, and that is NASCAR. And I don't know how many people watched it, but NASCAR broadcast on FS1, their iRacing league, on Sunday, and they gave it much like the Knights did, the full-blown treatment, you know, the full-blown broadcast treatment, and they had their drivers involved in competing in it. And, I mean, every... I watched watched it. It was fun. All the reaction I've read about it, their fans were loving it. Ryan, this is the biggest example of a sports league putting their foot forward and go, hey, you know what? Let's see how this does. And and I I thought they did amazing. You are absolutely correct. I feel like they're one of the first to make amazing major investment into building a community, into taking a community that they already have and saying, hey, here's this other offshoot. We know that you guys also enjoy playing video games and whatnot. Let's basically build this league where we get the best racing gamers, you know what I mean? And we build it from there. Not only are you getting like simulated training for actual NASCAR drivers or people that have that kind of interest, like to me, you know, they, they are doing everything right as far as with it. Um, you're 100% correct. They, they, they put on the woke, the, the works, uh, they put on a show, uh, you know, it, it, it's fun to see. And we talked to, uh, uh, we had that interview, uh, here in an earlier episode, uh, when they're out here in the, uh, uh, esports arena. And, um, you know, just to see that now, like this is, you know, again, this is one of those opportunities where it's like, oh my goodness. I mean, you know, 
no one could have ever imagined things coming to this point, but they already have the infrastructure and they have already been doing this stuff. This is business as usual for them. And they're going to be now is a good opportunity for them to get new and, and different eyeballs uh, to take a look and see what they're doing. So this is awesome for them. It is. And you know, I think what makes it special is like you were mentioning that it goes both ways. So obviously the gamers are going to love watching iRacing, but it also provides a track, a potential track toward them becoming a NASCAR driver down the road. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned, we talked to William Byron. That's the path he took. He started as an iRacer only to become and work his way up toward NASCAR. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing their drivers not only compete the own team so they have a vested interest in this league and all of a sudden when you have all that interest coming from your sports biggest names and you're developing new stars i mean they've they've set this up to be sustained sustainable and something that can just keep on growing yeah it, it yeah it's fantastic i mean again th- these are the these are the stories these are the things that i love seeing especially with this you know uh, again nascar is huge and them recognizing this early building an infrastructure for it uh you know creating i mean it's such a yeah like you're saying there's so you know it's also it's entertaining for fans it's entertaining for gamers and then they're also basically building out an academy almost of you know hey here's here's the starting point and now you can get into a real car or this has the potential for you to be actually able to go out and race uh in a nascar uh you know in, in nascar events it, it you know, that's brilliant that that is absolutely brilliant what they've done and and i i love to see uh i love to see that is it's succeeding and um and uh you know for them to to continue growing uh on on the opportunities that come their way it is you know i talked to uh one executive from nascar uh who basically said this you can be really good at madden but you're not going to be a pro NFL player. You can be a really good iRacer and that can lead you to a professional NASCAR career. That just blows my mind and how that they've set this up. That is yeah, (laughs) facts. Those are all facts. That's crazy, man. That is awesome. It is. It is. And, you know, it, it, I'm excited to see where they go from here. You know, like you were saying, forced innovation. I am, I'm super pumped to see how this evolves and it grows. I know that they've got some some plans down the in the works. Maybe some of those plans get accelerated now because of this. Uh, hopefully they do. Uh, hopefully we get to see some more. And um, I think it'll be fantastic. <laughs> With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're not into props and entertainment betting, You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit their website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. All right. Well, uh, I I believe we have... uh 
that interview yeah we do we actually have two special interviews for you guys today speaking of nascar mm. uh we've got two nascar drivers who own iRacing teams and both of these drivers actually competed on sunday neither of them did they didn't win. Let's just put it that way. But <laughs> they are two of they are two of the bigger names in the NASCAR world. Uh, we were able to sit down with Clint Boyer and Austin Dillon when they were out in Vegas at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and uh, we talked just exclusively iRacing. So enjoy. And welcome back. This is Lucas Egan coming to you from the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Clint, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Yeah, thanks, man. Always, you know, fun to to get on here and talk a little uh, eye racing, man. I love it. You know, take me back to the beginning. What stood out about eye racing as an attractive option for you guys? You know, for me, it wasn't an option as much. You know, especially starting as as it just was fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun to have something that you could literally have at your house, in your living room, in your bedroom, wherever, um, that you could get on there and race some guy, you know, overseas or in Nashville, Tennessee or Texas. You, you never knew who you were racing. One of my favorite, most fond stories of iRacing is we had it set up in my shop, my dirt late model shop. And my nephew, uh, Lincoln, at the time was probably, I don't know, maybe... 10 years old 11 years old and we were in the gym working out and i i hear him over there ripping laps you know and all of a sudden i hear this grown man's voice just dog cussing him i'm like hey whoa what's going on here we go running out i'm like what so lincoln had hosted a race all on his own and then went out there and wrecked spun out and wiped the whole field out turn one and what she what people don't realize about i racing is how real it is that guy had two hours vested in a practice session and everything else but the thing was that was the most fun about it is it was my name on the deal <laughs> and that's why i recognize it because this guy is literally dog cussing me clint boyer on the on the <laughs> i racing deal i'm like what in the hell's going on and it was lincoln all the way so i had to go over there get the headset from him like guys this is a 10-year-old. Quit cussing, first of all. And I apologize. He wiped the field out. We'll go race some other time. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you know, looking ahead to the season here, well, what are you guys' expectations with the drivers that you got on board this year? Expectations is win. No different. They expect me to win mm-hmm. right over here in the cup side. But uh, just keep building the brand and, and the sport. And, and uh, it's unbelievable how far it's, it's come. Um, you know, I mean, from, from literally – Hell, I lost drivers last year. They paid more money. <laughs> they paid more money. It's like it's already starting, you know, over there. So um, it, it really, uh, it's it's just amazing from the commentary to the racing itself, the product. Uh, you know, when I get on there and race, it always just blows my mind, um, you know, the quality of, of the product. It's It's legit. You know, obviously your talent behind the wheels unquestioned here. When you guys are looking to sign drivers, what are you looking for? What aspects? And, and is it weird kind of being on the other side of it? On Yeah, I mean, again, you know, I, I'm probably, everybody's unique. I'm my, my story, my career's, you know, unique from Kevin Harvick or, you know, Kevin's is, is unique from mine. Um, you know, one of my things that's kept me on the map over the years is I'm kind of carried on both sides of it. You know, I, I can, I can get the job done behind the wheel but i can you know what i mean be be in front of a board meeting with with a sponsor or whatever else and try to keep product on the side of our race cars so 
um, everybody's different. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Kevin doesn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. He goes out and wins every Sunday, and, and that's a different way to do it, you know? Hell, I wish I could win all the races, but if you can't, you better get outspoken. You better separate yourself from the crowd and, and be appealing to somebody. And, you know, I think those guys are doing a great job of that as well. I mean, it's starting. It literally is. It's, it's again, sponsorships. It's it's a fan base. Mm -hmm. You know I mean? These guys have fan bases already, you know? It's, it's unbelievable. You know, to see the growth of this league, I mean, that's got to be exciting for you guys. And where do you see it headed? Like, where, where do you see in like three to five years? I think it, it sky's the limit, honestly. You know what I mean? I mean, you think about what it takes to and, – and here's, the, here's the, the caveat to this. You know, you think about what it takes to go and build a street stock car at a weekly racing track and, and race, you know, a dirt modified and a dirt late model and things like that, like I did, to get in the car that I race today and in my career path. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of effort. You, you, you can't sit on your ass and do that. These guys can't possibly, you know, become a superstar someday on, in a real car. We've watched it, uh, the Bowman kid, and, and, you know, there's a several of these peers that I'm racing against right now that have kind of come through the, the OI racing world. You know, as a last question, being with the Review Journal, how has it been in Vegas this weekend? Las Vegas? <laughs> Do you enjoy Las Vegas? I do enjoy How it. How old are you? I am 30. 30 I know I might old. not look it. <laughs> I've had more hangovers in this town. I, I, it's to the point now where I'm like, oh, God, not Las Vegas. <laughs> Please lock my, you know, I've literally locked myself in the room when I get there. Just deadbolt the thing. Put the little chain with the, the deadbolt on it so you won't get outside. Um, they need one of those on the outside of my room. <laughs> Keep yourself from going out and blowing money on stuff you shouldn't and and having fun. All right, Clint, thank you for joining us this <laughs> afternoon. I appreciate that. It's been good. Okay, it's been good. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs>